The Indians are looking for a sweep in Detroit, and Jose Ramirez begins his huge day at the plate in the top of the first inning. The 3-1. Whoa. Swinging a line drive to left. This one's deep. Trouble and gone. Or to hit the top of the fence. It is gone. That was odd. It looked like it hit the top of the fence, and Mikey Matuk went back like he had a chance to play it, and then it went over the fence. A home run for Ramirez, number 21, 1-0 Indy. The 2-0. Swinging a soft ground ball. Big glove by Bell. They will throw home, and not in time. It was a soft, high chopper. Bell grabbed it. There was just a slight split-second hesitation, then he threw home, and I think that little hesitation cost him as Ramirez got in with a head first slide. Well, you got it looked like he got the hand in. You're probably right about that little hesitation, but if he is safe, they're gonna take a look at it, I would think. No. Nope. Or aren't they? No. Nope. He got that hand in ahead of the tag. That's a heck of a slide. The left hand gets to the plate. That was a great slide, Jim. Yeah, before he was tagged. I mean, that's how that's how you do it, kids that are listening to the ballpark, listen to this ball game. Five-one Indians win the sixth. Oh, fly ball right field. Whoa. Watch that one go way back in Holy right mackerel. and onto the concourse above the grandstands in right field. That is an absolute bomb down the right field line, number 26 for Lindor, 6-1 Indians. There's a fly ball right field. This one's deep. Back goes Presley at the fence. He's going to leap up, and it's on the top of the fence and gone a home run. Aye, aye, aye. Jose Ramirez with his fourth extra base hit of the day, second home run, and the Indians have blown this one wide open, eight to one. Ramirez finishes five for five with five extra base hits. 11-1 Cleveland is your final. Ramirez becomes the third player in team history with five extra base hits in one game. He helps the Indians complete the sweep and extend to an 11-game win streak. The Tigers have now lost five of six, and Jose Ramirez continues to haunt the boys in Motown. Here's the Tigers manager, Brad Osmus. Well, I mean, anytime you're giving up runs, it's tough. I know. Even with all the, the help we have in the bullpen, you want to make sure you get through without risking any injury to a pitcher or a relief pitcher coming out. So you're kind of watching pitch counts and trying to put them in a position to, to succeed, face, face hitters they can get out, but uh, you can only control it to a certain extent. Yeah, if you said to go to a lot of different pitchers, I mean, you're searching, right? You're looking for something. How do you evaluate your pitchers when you have to trot that many out there? Well, I mean, you just watch how they perform, watch how they handle pressure. But, um, you know, I said it. I said it earlier this month when uh, we got a lot of young pitchers down there, it's, and it's uh, at times going to be trying, but hopefully they gain from the experience. Right. Is that a balance for a manager where you want to make sure that your young guys aren't getting beat up too much and lose their confidence to making sure you want to see them pitch in high-stress situations? Yeah, but we have all young guys, so there's, it's it's really not there's not a lot of maneuvering you can do. You can you, you put a young guy out there hoping he succeeds, and if he struggles, well, there's a good chance another young guy's coming in. Uh, and so some, you know, at some point we, we just need to get outs. And today was an off day. It won't be like this every day. Um, but these guys, like I said, these guys will gain experience and they'll be better for it. And on day for Jose Ramirez, I mean, five for five, five extra base hits, just the fifth player in Major League history to do that. How do you handle a guy like that who's just so red hot? Uh, we haven't handled him, actually. He, uh, he's hit us very well over the last two years. And uh, you know, every, it seems like every player has a, a team that they, they really do well against and I would guess we're probably that team for Ramirez. They seem to be a team that aren't afraid to swing at the first pitch. Does that change a mentality, a mindset on how you attack a club? 
I mean, it's really hitter to hitter. I mean, maybe today was first pitch up and down the lineup, but uh, you can use that aggressiveness against them, but you still have to execute the pitch. Brad, there's going to be, obviously, teams that come in that are fighting for playoff spots. Obviously, you guys are out of this, but what can you learn from this team the rest of the way when you got young guys getting experience against good competition? Well, we just we learn what they have. Some of these guys we don't know, guys like Reiniger, uh, Lewicki pitching tomorrow. Um, we haven't even seen those guys really other than a, a very a rare occasion of spring training. Um, and then there's other guys that are just getting exposure to the big leagues for, from an experience standpoint, a guy like Laborte who, who finished uh, finished out the game today. So um, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be trying at times, but it, it'll it'll work out better for these guys in the long run. I fear reading too much into one outing, but Daniel Norris seemed to have a step back. He didn't record an out and gave up two walks and two doubles. Assess that for me. Yeah, I mean, it was similar to kind of his outings and on his rehab assignment in Toledo. So um, we'll keep plugging away. Both home runs from Ramirez received assists from the Tigers outfield, including the one in the first inning that was knocked over the wall by Mikey Matuk. You know, from my angle after hit first, I thought it was going to go over. So I made my decision that I was going to try to bat it in. And by the time I made the decision to jump, it came back this way and tried to catch it. And obviously, I didn't. I knocked it out. you ever seen anything like that? I mean, that was a really strange play. Uh, no, I've never seen a ball hit the pad twice, go up, hit it again. Um, uh, it, it was a weird deal, and uh, obviously uh, I gave it some assistance, but, um, you know, like I said, I made my decision once it hit the first time that I was probably going to try to bat it in because I didn't know where it was going to go, and um, unfortunately it bounced towards me, and I, I just knocked it out. The big reason why you guys are even at this level is because of your mental fortitude, your mental ability to forget things. Does that, does that bother you at all the rest of the game? How quickly can you forget it? Can you forget it? Oh, I mean, I, I mean, it didn't weigh on me at all. Obviously, it was a weird play, and um, you know, guys gave me a hard time coming in the in the, in the dugout. But um, it's obvious it's not like I got hit in the head and bounced over or missed it or whatever. It wasn't anything like that. It was, it was a ball I hit off the top of the wall twice, and um, you know, my initial reaction after the first one was I was trying to bat it in, and then once I realized, uh, and when I jumped in the air, once I realized it was towards me, I tried to catch it. And obviously, I didn't do that. Nice Jose Canseco reference, by the way. Yeah. Thanks. Do you wear the ground rule, though? Because we were looking it up. I, I thought maybe it was a home run the minute it hit the top of that pad. Uh, no, I knew it wasn't a home run once it hits the pad. I know it has to go over the fence. Um, you know, obviously, I knew you know it has to go over, so I, I knew it wasn't a homer. Um, like I said, I thought once after the second bounce, um, I thought it was going to bounce back over, and, and you know, so I made my decision to try to knock it back, and obviously, it, 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 I didn't need to do that. What made Tomlin so effective against this lineup today? Just kept uh, he nibbled around the corners and, and hit hit you know made some pitches and kept the ball down the zone. He didn't make very many mistakes and um, he got a bunch of double play balls to to get help him out of jams and um, you know it's kind of that's kind of his mo and what he's done. So he didn't make any mistakes and you know we didn't uh, we didn't take advantage of of I guess the couple that he did. Help me with this. Sometimes we try to read body language. We're not very good at it. Is this team's body language where it should be, or did you sense a, a growing frustration throughout the game? Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that nobody in here is frustrated. I think everybody's nobody likes to lose. Nobody likes to lose the way that we've been losing. Um, you know, but that's that's the competitive part of being of playing. You know, that's the first, that's where the frustration comes. It's not uh, we're not frustrated because you know we don't think we're any good, or frustrated because we're not we're not playing. We're frustrated because of just the result of what's happening. So. Um, you know, everybody has to look at themselves and, and go out and come back here the next day and, and, and kind of figure out what they need to do internally to, to compete and, and motivate themselves. And, um, you know, like I said, it's, I think the frustration comes from uh, the competitive nature of everybody in here. It has nothing to do with 
lack of confidence on guys on this team or anything like that. So, um, yeah, frustrated for sure, but it's not um, it's not about anybody in this clubhouse. It's frustrated, I think, with ourselves. On Monday, the Tigers get back to work at home against the Royals. Artie Lewicki makes his big league debut.